Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad. On this podcast, you will hear real insights and stories from actual digital nomads sharing what life is really like abroad, how they got here, what they do, and also all the funny, absolutely crazy, difficult, and ridiculous stories of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready to be inspired, laugh with us, and learn from all of these crazy nomads. Welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys back. Season two is coming in with a vengeance. I'm telling you, we have amazing guests lined up, people to kind of show you more insight into digital nomad life. And for those of you coming back from season one, welcome back. I'm telling you, this season's going to be even better. And for all my new listeners, I'm Christina. I'm a digital nomad. I moved to Bali back in December of 2020, and I have been living the digital nomad life even during the pandemic and kind of giving you guys an insight into what it really looks like. Because when I wanted to be a digital nomad years back before I quit my job in 2019, I always wanted to know what was life actually like? Like, it's great to see people's photos on Instagram. It's great to see their highlight reel of their life. But what is it like to live in these countries? What is it like to get there? What are the things you wish you would have known? What is social life like? What is dating life like? How are the problems? All of it. So I wanted to create a space for you guys to be able to listen to some real fucking information. No bullshit, no fluff. Here are some true stories. And last season, I shared some amazing ones with you. And this season... It's only getting even better and I cannot wait. But I want to give you guys a little recap of my life and what's been going on since we stopped recording the last episode. Um, so obviously I've been in Bali since December, 2020. I did leave for a brief period of three months um, back in the summertime to go to Europe and explore for a little bit not knowing that that was going to result in me actually being locked out of Bali for 15 weeks. It was a very long time. Um, so unexpected. Obviously I left in the end of June, 2021. And while I was traveling about two weeks into my about six week journey, the borders for Bali closed. Uh, they completely shut and I was not allowed to get back in. Mind you, my life was here. My Most of my things were here. My friends were here. And I kind of had this whole community that I loved that I was ready to come back to at a certain point and wasn't allowed to. It was a very, very long journey. One where no one knew what was going to happen. Every single Monday, they'd come out with a new announcement on whether the borders were going to open or stayed shut. And no one knew what was really going to happen leading up to every single Monday. So every Sunday, I was like, all right, it's going to be the week. I'm going to get back. And every Monday, I'd have the very lovely poster in the morning from the Bali information um, social media account saying, not yet. Yet again, we postponed one more week. So yes, I did. I was lucky that I got to spend some time in Europe traveling about, but I wasn't expecting to be there as long. So I kept just trying to find ways to continue my journey, but then I was getting tired of traveling. I really wanted to go back home. And for all of you listeners from last season who didn't know, I got a boyfriend towards the end of recording season one, and we decided to be long distance while I was away for only six weeks. It wasn't going to be that bad. 
And then it ended up being five, 15 weeks. So it ended up being quite tough. Um, so I really wanted to get back to my boyfriend, back to my life. And it was a whirlwind. So I completely feel for all the couples out there who have done long distance over the pandemic because my fucking Lord, it is not easy. Different countries, different time zones, and not having a choice to be able to go see that person is a whole different obstacle that you've never experienced. I've been in a long distance relationship before, but you can decide when you want to go see the person and you can plan for things. When you can't plan, you can't decide and all of your options are taken away from you. It can make things a little bit frustrating, but I ended up getting back to Bali on end of September. I flew out to Indonesia. I did an eight day quarantine in Jakarta. If anyone followed me on Instagram, they saw my uh, quarantine chronicles. I pretty much was going a little bit crazy. The food was terrible. It was like, it literally came in this little bento box and it looked like jail, like prison food. At least my hotel did. And I stayed at a nice hotel. I literally was like, if I'm going to be there for eight days and seven nights, I don't want to be in a small little four wall thing. I had a quite a big um, room with a little desk area, couch, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm going to spend extra money. I'm going to have a nice room and I'm going to have nice food. Well, I got sick from the food just about every day. It got to the point where the only meal I was having was breakfast. And I was basically eating these little tiny like chocolate chip or corn muffins they're giving me about two a day and some fruit. And then luckily before I left, I'm a massive snacker. In America, like we are really good with our snacks. We have aisles and aisles and aisles of healthy and very unhealthy snacks. So I legitimately, when I checked onto my flight, I had my big check bag. I had my carry-on suitcase. I had a backpack, my personal item. And then I had a little like rucksack, little drawstring bag full just of snacks. And that was my quarantine snacks that I was going to indulge in. And thank God I had them because they held me over. And then I was able to order some room service every once in a while. And on the menu wasn't that great. So I ended up ordering chicken fingers and French fries, like a five-year-old for like three days straight. But we move, we keep going. Anyway, I got back to Bali in October. A third, I think was when I landed after my quarantine in Jakarta. And then, yeah, I've been in Bali for six months now. And it was such an amazing journey. It's so weird. So I did Bali for six months. I left for about almost four um, since I got locked out. And then I came back for another six months. And the time I had between the two were so different. And Bali is a very magical place. Anyone who says like there is an energy or a magic about Bali, they're not lying. Bali, like they say, Mama Bali will take you in and Mama Bali will spit you back out. And it is really true. If you come to Bali for an extended period of time and you come to move here, and you leave being the same person you came into, I would be massively surprised. The amount of things that help you grow and the amount of people you're able to meet and different experiences you're able to have that you wouldn't have in many other places because Bali has two completely different sides to it. You could go out and get absolutely shit-faced every single night if you want to. And there's also a whole spiritual side of it where you can be completely sober, go to cacao ceremonies, go do Reiki. You can do all these spiritual cleansings and heals and all these different things that are very out of the box in the normal Western world, I would say. So you can have a mix of both. 
And experiencing both, I definitely recommend. You have a whole different outlook and different different worldly view of yourself, of everyone else, when you're like around all of this energy and spirituality and open-mindedness all the time. And so when I came back this time, I took a little bit more backseat to partying. I definitely was partying a bit more my first six months um, and kind of wanted to just figure out exactly where I want to take my business, my life, what I really love to do and who I wanted to be. And that was a really big one. And I think since doing all of that, I've really learned a lot and Bali has taught me so much. And I kind of wanted to share some of the big things that I've learned while living in Bali. And number one would definitely be to like remain as open-minded as you possibly can to people. People might seem a bit weird here and there might be weird people you meet in your life at different places. It doesn't have to be just Bali. There is many different digital nomad communities or regular nine to fivers that have a completely different outlook on life and how they want to live or the things they want to do in their free time, whatever it may be, their views. Be more open-minded to them because you can learn so much from these people. The more you ask questions, the more you don't judge, and the more you kind of try and gain a little bit of their perspective, you're going to see like your brain's going to just go, oh my God, like piece of this actually makes sense or piece of this is interesting to think about. And the more open-minded I got and the more I started to kind of lean into who I wanted to be regardless of who I I was acting like or who I was beforehand, I was able to build this better version of myself. And I think being so open-minded and being more open to the spirituality of things and the woo-woo stuff that they say allows you to kind of open a bit of yourself that might have been more closed off. And I definitely think it's so worth it to explore. Start going into personal development. There are so many people in Bali, a lot of coaches and a lot of spiritual people. And the one thing I've learned from all of them is the more open you are to the woo-woo, the more open you are to the personal development, the more you literally will develop. Like it is that simple. And personal development doesn't have to be for a spiritual woo-woo person. Start reading some books, listening to some podcasts, meditate every morning. It doesn't mean you're a yogi to go do that. It means that you're just taking a step out of your own reality and increasing your awareness. And it's definitely recommended. And another thing I really learned, and I think it was a tough lesson to learn, was that friends and relationships and mentors and people in life sometimes are only here for a certain amount of time. And what I mean by that is not everyone's going to be in your life forever. And as humans and with our you know, emotional side, I think that we have an attachment to people and we hope that someone we meet as a friend or a relationship or a business, whatever it may be, that they're going to stick around forever. And that's not always going to be the case. People come into your life for a reason and that short stint or long stint, whatever one it may be, is there to provide you with some sort of lesson, experience, moment, some, something in your life. And it's serving a purpose in that moment. A person's purpose might only be three months. The person's purpose might only be two years. And instead of us trying to pick apart why they're leaving or pick apart why it's not working or things are changing. We need to kind of let go of that and just 
realize that not everyone's going to remain the same forever. Our family is the only people in our lives that technically, and not always, have to remain there. We don't choose them. They're our family. They're our blood. They're there forever. We're always going to have a connection. You're not going to have that with other people who you choose to come into your life. So friends might come, friends might go, you might change, you might evolve out of different friendships, or you might realize you have different interests now. And that's fucking okay. It's okay to change and to evolve. It's okay to be the person you want to be. It's okay to not have those interests anymore, to not want to do those things anymore. It's okay to be a bit different. That doesn't mean that you have to cut off your friendships and doesn't mean you can't be, you know, working with those people anymore in business or whatever, whatever that may lie into the relationship you have with them. But it just means it's evolving a little bit. And if it evolves so much that the person is no longer in your life or less so, that's all right too. Because more people are going to come into your life. You're going to keep making friends. You're going to keep meeting new people. You're going to keep um, expanding your network for business. And that's only going to help you grow each time. And number three, for living in Bali and being a digital nomad, relationships go fast and burn fast. When you're a digital nomad and you are dating, instead of being at home where you work the nine to five, you know, you go to the gym after work, you go home, you make dinner on the weekends, you're free. And that's the time you kind of see people or maybe after work, you'll see them. When you're a digital nomad, especially living communities like Bali or Thailand or um, some parts of Europe or Mexico, a lot of the time, A, you're not cooking. Some countries you will be, it'll be too expensive, but some countries like Bali, it is so much cheaper just to eat out that you'll do that all the time. So you're going out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner almost every day, unless you're cooking. I love to cook and I finally found a kitchen for the last few months. That's been amazing, but I still eat out a majority of the time. That means that you're constantly going out and constantly able to see people, meet up with people, go on dates. So you're able to see them more. And on top of the meals is the fact that you now have a lot more free time, a lot more flexibility with your schedule. So you'll end up seeing someone way more in one week than you probably would in three weeks of a normal life. So dating in Bali is like one month in Bali is six months time somewhere else because within the span of one week, you could go on four dates, three dates. You could get to know someone so much quicker. So things go build so much quicker and they can also burn so much quicker. And it was a really interesting thing to learn and to see happen. Both I've had relationships go fast and burn fast while being abroad. And I have my current relationship, which has built fast and I absolutely love. And, you know, we're still obviously going very strong, but it is really, really interesting to see the different things that you've learned um, while dating abroad. And I will share more with you guys in another episode about dating while you're a digital nomad, but I want to give you a little recap and update. And another thing I really learned, and especially I think this is the pandemic, was the world is so big and so amazing, but you really, really get to appreciate the countries that you go to when you slow travel. So I have friends out there, love them, but they're country tickers. They want to go to every country in the world. And that might mean going to a country for three or four days and then leaving. 
And as a digital nomad, especially when you're working, that's not really sustainable. And it's so much more enjoyable to go somewhere for a month, two months, six months, a year, whatever it may be for you. And really embrace that culture and really kind of learn from it and see different sides of it. Living in Bali for, so it's a year technically fully here. Um, Being in Bali versus, I was here in 2019 to visit for two weeks. And during those two weeks, I did the big ones, Ubud, Uluwatu, Chengdu, Seminyak, all those. But living here is a whole different ballgame. And it makes you appreciate the culture, the people, the islands, this, like everything about it. You learn so much more about yourself when you're still traveling in different countries. You learn more of the language, you learn more local traditions, and it is really, really cool. So I think digital nomads and travelers, if you have the ability to do so and you're working remotely, slow travel, go to a country for a month at least really experience it, go to a bunch of different cities and then move on when you feel like you're ready or the next opportunity arises. Try not to do really quick travel because it is great if you're on vacation, you have a limited time, but if you have the ability to really be remote, try slow travel for a little bit and see the difference of what you're going to experience with the culture, the people, yourself and the place than you would if you rush through it. It is such an amazing just experience to have when you're able to really, really dive into where you live and become a part of it. And, you know, these are all big lessons to learn. There are different things I've learned along the way. Um, obviously, like I said, I came back in October. It is now March. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know how I forgot about that. It's now March when I'm recording this episode. It should be out soon. And just giving a little update on what's going on. So I am leaving actually in a few days, five days from Bali. It's so weird that my Bali chapter has been, is closing. And the other day I was actually talking to my boyfriend's dad, who really actually gave me a new perspective on everything because I've been in Bali for a while now. And I started to get like that itchy feet of kind of wanting to get out and see somewhere new. And that happens to most people. It happens to a lot of travelers. You kind of, after a while, like, oh, I kind of, I want to get back on the road because that's where our life is. And with the country, countries opening, the world reopening, pandemic calming down a little bit, it was time to kind of take the next leap and just go see the next place that was available for us. So as we were chatting about all of it, he stopped and he was talking to us and he was like, you know, what's crazy is that you've experienced Bali in a way that you never will in your entire life again. This version will never exist. And this version was something that was a blip in time that you got to appreciate and that you got to experience that other people who didn't come here during the time will never know and never understand. And it really got me to sit and think, and I was like, wow, this is so true. Like, I am so lucky and I'm so grateful for the life I have and the work I do that allows me to do this. And I'm also grateful for the chance I took on myself back in December. Actually, I quit my job for all my new lessons back in September, 2019, traveled for six months, was going to move to Australia for two years, had the working visa two days before my flight to Australia from India, where I ended my travels. The borders closed, COVID hit the fan. I had to go home, figure out a new life plan. And then I made my way to Bali. 
a couple months later. So that was my little backstory. But, you know, I took a leap coming to Bali in 2020. I didn't really know anyone here. I just knew that I needed to just keep moving with my journey as much as I could during the pandemic. And I couldn't let COVID stop me from my dreams. And I, within that, like within that time span of COVID and everything, I pivoted with my business. I started something completely new. I grew, I expanded, I moved to a new country. I was meeting all these new people again. I was back in my element. And only because of the fact that I took that chance, was I able to build the life I have now? Was I able to build this podcast? This podcast came about because of the fact that I moved to Bali. And if I never would have said yes to that, this podcast would have never happened. I wouldn't have had all you fucking amazing listeners. Like the messages I get from you guys, by the way, on Instagram, talking about the podcast or how you listen to it, literally make my day, week, month, all of it. Like I love the fact that there are community of you girls and guys who listen to this, who just want some insight into life as a digital nomad. And with that said, also, if you have things you would love to hear about or love to learn about, even if you're not a digital nomad, if you are one and you would love to just chat more about it, send me a message. Let me know because I'm always looking for more ideas for the podcast. But back to my story, he did give me a really good perspective. Like the chance I took and the experience I had from there just goes to show that, you know, it is scary the first step or it's scary to take that big leap. And you might not know the steps ahead of you. You won't even see the full staircase leading ahead of you. But with each step you take, you're leading yourself up to the place you need to go. So it's like, take that one scary, scary step, might be a second one, a third, and keep going. And you'll be able to build the life you really want and you'll be able to go after your dreams. And now living in Bali, I have two different businesses that I love to death. I have this podcast that is my absolute favorite. I have new ventures coming on. I've met the love of my life and we are now going to start traveling for the next few months together. And all of these things happen because I took a chance and all because I stepped out of my comfort zone and it's time for you to do the same. I'm telling you, it's going to be fucking scary. No one's denying that. I will never deny it. But you need to take that step because so many good things can happen. And now I was able to, like he said, experience Bali in a way that I'll never get to see again. And thankfully, because I don't want the world ever to shut down again. I don't want locals or anyone to ever lose businesses or monies or lifestyles. But seeing Bali in a quiet light in a way that's completely different than the normal tourism was a really interesting and beautiful experience. And it's one that I will forever cherish probably for the rest of my life, to be honest, because it's opened so many doors for me. And I truly am so grateful. Like Mama Bali is, Mama Bali is an energy and spirit that lives here that is more than magic, more than I can ever explain. And now that people are coming in a lot more, it's getting so much busier for all my people who want to come to Bali and want to know if it's busy or if there's people here, there's things to do. Yes, it is. All the restaurants are open for the most part. Bars, clubs, beaches, lots of people at sunset. There are so many solo travelers. So if you're a solo traveler, now's definitely the time to come. You have so many more people coming in now. 
Um, there's visa on arrival. So you don't have to apply for a $250 six month visa anymore. You can come for 30 days. Um, and you can extend it, I think up to 60 days, but you can come It only costs about $25. I'm pretty sure to enter the country and it's quarantine free. So now's the time to come. If you ever really want to come to Bali, especially because the growth of tourism will come, but it's going to be trickling in and not to shit on anyone or anything, but Bali during the height of tourism is a beast. It is very busy. Um, still enjoyable, but just extremely, extremely busy. And it's something you should be prepared for. So I would say if you have the chance, the money and the time to go to Bali now, go after it. And with that being said, since I experienced Bali at a much quieter time with it getting busier, I just feel like I'm ready to move on. I feel like I'm ready to kind of close my Bali chapter. I've met so many freaking amazing people. I have so many amazing friends here that I hope to see in the world again. And I've met my amazing boyfriend and I feel like I'm kind of a new person. I feel more confident. I feel more sure of myself and I'm much more happy and pleased with who I am. And I'm able to take on the things from my past, my current and my future and move forward with a more self-assured version of myself and a much happier one. And I think that all relate to Bali. But next stop, not that it's going to be quiet, but that's all right because tourism's back everywhere now and that is reality and I love that. But next stop, we are heading to Thailand. I am moving to Thailand for about six weeks, going to stay down in southern Thailand, base in Phuket, travel onto the islands and stuff, and just experience another Southeast Asian country. I've been to Thailand before. I've spent about seven weeks there backpacking in end of 2019, early 2020. And I'm really excited just to see somewhere new, have some different experiences, and then we're headed off to Europe for the next few months after that. And it should be a really amazing ride. And I can't wait to really share it all with you guys. I'm going to be recording this podcast during all of that time period. So there'll be a lot to talk about. I'm going to have so many great guests on we have super successful people. We have people who are just starting out. We have people with such inspirational stories. I have hilarious guests scheduled to come on here. And I really can't wait to share it with you guys. So I hope you're ready to tune in to a kick-ass freaking podcast season. The Crazy Nomad is coming at you. It is back. I am so excited to have it back with you guys. And yeah, keep listening. Get ready. Buckle up your seatbelt. It's going to be a wild ride. And I hope you're ready to join the Digital Nomad tribe and community. And if you're a part of it, welcome to another fellow Digital Nomad because we are all really crazy nomads. But hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and can't wait for the season. If you are a current or aspiring Digital Nomad looking to connect or even learn more about this lifestyle and how to build your own dream, Follow me on Instagram and send me a DM with Crazy Nomad so I know you come from this beautiful community on the podcast. Or click link below and book a free strategy session with me to discover how we can turn your passion project or skills into an online business.